Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome back to Fleet Liquor. I'm your host, John O'Mary. And uh, I know it's probably, I believe it's been like six days again. I've always stated, I mean, I try to do, I try to do the best I can to get as much information to you as possible and to certainly give you my intake or my, you know, my intake on what's going on in the world of football. And there has been a few things here and there. It's kind of like a little bit of a, little bit of a slow period for the, for the NFL, at least right now. But we'll talk about we'll talk about this episode of one particular player who just got here, just got released here recently, and uh, no, we're not talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, DeAndre is taking his uh, tour tour. Um, he took a tour, I believe, on Monday of the Tennessee Tennessee Titans. He left there without no contract. Now I believe he's supposed to be uh, visiting the New England Patriots today at some point today. So we'll see if that makes if that makes much of a difference. If Patriots will let DeAndre Hopkins leave the building or they'll keep him around and sign to a contract. But we'll talk about a running back that has just been here recently here released and the teams that could be very interested in his services and an interview that was done with him just very recently as of a couple of days ago is his take on where he wants on what he wants or he might want to go. So we'll talk about that as well. We'll talk about a uh, a tight end from the uh, Carolina Panthers who, who I read a few days ago was mentioning something, or might have been last week, I should say, about his former football coach. We'll talk about that and his opinion and what he believes he had uh, said about his coach, and we'll talk about that more more in depth. Um, we'll talk about the uh, Denver Broncos, and we'll talk about the uh, starting left tackle and what he believes the Denver Broncos are, are capable of doing this year. And the very last thing is we'll bring up some good news, actually, for a couple of uh, football teams and possibility of maybe a new stadium in their future. So we'll talk about that as, as well. For those who are joining for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. I've always stated, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow coworkers, whomever you need to invite, please, by all means, invite them to come on in. We're all family. We're all family and friends here. We're talking nothing but football. That's all. Uh, for those who've been from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow coworkers, whomever you need to invite. Please, by all means, come on in. Uh, hopefully, here over the next I know, several days, I want to get more information out to you and try to be a little more consistent. I know there's some days where I'll probably do maybe some in a row, a few in a row. Some there's some days I might do three episodes in a row, and then of course I go through a period of time where I don't get a chance to really put out this information to you as quick as I like as I need to. And I like to, but of course, like I said, I do this you know podcasting as a as a hobby as a hobby, and again my real work takes precedence because yeah I get paid for it. I don't really get paid to do this podcast, but I get paid to do my old job. And that kind of takes more precedent than this. Like I said, this is a hobby. Now, I've always told my viewers in the past, I would love for this, there's no doubt about it, would be, would, be the, would be something I can make something out of and make money out of it because I can certainly, certainly uh, this, past, this past Monday, I have gotten a little bit older. I'm 54 now. And then again, you start to realize that how much more can your, how much more can your body take? And as you get older, you have to take care of your body better. You take care of yourself better, and that is something that's always been in the back of my mind as to you gotta be, I gotta be better. And 
again, I'm trying to you know, I'm trying to do some things, and I would love for this to be the to be the everyday job if, if I would be paid for it instead of the other job where I would love to step back and leave that and do this for a full-time gig. I would have a blast doing this if this was a full-time gig. Unfortunately, fortunately, I don't see that. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, a lot of breaks, and of course, you know, in the, in the world of podcasting or entertainment or whatever, whatever you're doing, you have to be lucky and catch Huge, huge break. Unfortunately, I don't foresee that being the. Unfortunately, I don't see that being a case here as a huge, huge break. Again, being realistic. Simply put, uh, if you do not listen to me here on Anchor, I'm on Spotify, on our radio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Just a few, just a few that I have on. If you'll get, you can listen here on Anchor and. And wherever you are, whether you've got a day off, whether you are out and out running errands, whatever the case might be, please, by all means, listen and listen to Plea Flicker. Again, again, I give you my opinions, my intake, my takes on, on what's going on in the world of football. And again, I will read, again, like I said, I read ESPN articles, NFL.com, occasionally Yahoo. Or I'll even I'll read some some stuff that come up on Facebook that's kind of odd that I like to touch upon if it gets my opinion reaches my curiosity I'll give you my opinion on that so that's kind of how I, I, I go around and get getting my information my opinions you know my topics of like okay let me go do let me go do this one so and again if you got any questions for me whatsoever Facebook Spotify the two spots you can reach reach me on that I can get that. I'll answer any question that you have, any football-related question you have for me whatsoever, and I'll be more than happy to um, to answer to answer any of your questions. Uh, I'll set aside some time for any episode to answer your question, or if not, I'll do an entire episode answering nothing but your questions. Uh, because again, viewership is certainly important to me. Um, again, we have reached out, we have reached far out as New Zealand to yeah to India. Turkey, we've kind of reached, we have reached out there. So again, that's that's very, you know, that's. I'm thankful that we have reached out at least that far, and, and we like to go even further. I can't say we're going to Mars or some eyeball place like that. I don't think that's never going to happen. But, but at least going from here to like New Zealand, at least like that, that is certainly a big, you know, big, a big, big bonus. And I do. Do thank the people that do listen to this podcast, you know, anywhere and everywhere. I do thank you for doing so. Um, before I start off on any football subjects, I want to thank uh, thank uh, some more new Facebook followers and viewers. Uh, uh, you know, small time you know, um, musicians, bands, uh, clo- you know, like clothing stores. There has been some you know sporting good. Uh, I can't I like sports bar. That is, you know, follow me. So again, I want to thank them for doing so, for doing, for following me, and I follow them back. So again, thank you, and thank you for, you know, thank you for doing so. Um, I think that's covered it. I've kind of bored you enough with rambling. So let's talk about what we're here to talk about: football, right? And the very first thing we'll bring up is we talk about it: a running back. And we all know that Dalvin Cook a few days ago got released by the Minnesota Vikings as Minnesota Vikings now continue to do their I guess you could say like most teams are doing right now they are 
take I guess they're trying to get under, under the cap. Well, I can't say they're really trying to get under the cap, but they're trying to, I can't say, but it appears like they're trying to rebuild. I know the Minnesota Vikings faithful, and fans don't want to hear that. I mean, you already got rid of Zedaris, Zedaris Smith. You traded him off the Cleveland Browns. Um, Hunter, the, uh, who is 28 years old, defensive end, there's been rumors that he could get traded. Now, a couple of days ago, there's a rumor going around that maybe he could very well stay, but again, I believe he is not coming to any OTAs whatsoever. So again, that doesn't bode well for the Minnesota Vikings faithful, their fans. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded. Again, we'll see. But the biggest thing is Dalvin Cook. Now, Dalvin Cook has had certainly his, his, his share of injuries throughout his stay in Minnesota going all the way back to Florida State. But again, Dalvin Cook has been a 1,000-hour rusher, I believe, the last four seasons. So again, even even he's dinged up, banged up, he still seems to produce. And I know Dalvin Cook will be 28 this year. And a lot, and again, once you start getting older, I think when you start getting about being 30 years old as a running back, then your time in the NFL starts to become a little bit useless. But that is the way. That is the way of the uh, of the uh, NFL. Um, even though a guy like Dalvin Cook, who's produced has produced uh, for numerous years for the uh, Minnesota Vikings, that's kind of how we are. That's kind of how things are in the NFL now. I mean, again, uh, Mike Shanahan made it made it pretty uh, made it famous many years ago. He can he can pull a running back out of thin air and make him a thousand yard rusher. I mean. We can go from the Terrell Davis's of the world to with Mike Anderson, Dallas, uh, Darius Gary was one. Ruben Drones, if you remember, if you remember him, I mean, that was the way that uh, that was the way that Shane dude he could make any anybody in the NFL a thousand yard rusher. And again, that philosophy has that philosophy has actually taken on a meaning to a lot of uh, a lot of executives that what Mike Shanahan has done. That hey, if Mike can do it. We can do it. Now, again, Minnesota has Alexander Madison, who has been Dalvin Cook's backup for the last few years, who certainly knows the system. He will be the number one running back, and I'm sure that fantasy football people will jump on Madison pretty much in this year's, in their drafts this year because of this. Now, Dalvin Cook has come out recently and said that uh, he understands that, hey, it's a business, and the team, the next team he wants to go to is a team that is going to, that wants him really bad. And what NFL player doesn't want to, doesn't want to go to a team that wants him that bad or needs his services that bad to the point where he can take them up over the top? Now, of course, we've all heard the rumors and speculations that Dalvin Cook would go to Miami's the first the first name that gets brought off because of um, Mike McDaniel, the system that he gets run by Kyle Shanahan. Of course, Kyle Shanahan, yeah, again is a guy is a guy like his dad that. It seems they could almost make it a thousand yard rusher. Now, of course, Kyle does have one Christian McCaffrey running the football, so that's a different story. He has a pretty decent back in Elijah Mitchell as well. But again, it gets to be very interesting to see how this. But with Miami, I, I don't know. Again, I know that if he's got Racine Massard, who's had a. Who, who does have a lot of talent, who has talent. But again, History of injuries. Jeff Wilson is the backup. Wilson knows his system from his days with the San Francisco 49ers. But again, Wilson's had a history of being injured. And again, 
you bring in Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin Cook is certainly more talented than the two running backs I spoke of. But again, again, Dalvin has one thing that Bell two have. He's been injured prone. Of course, Dalvin's had some shoulder issues, but he's got that taken care of. He's coming out and said he's got it taken care of that. He feels great. He's 100%. He's ready to roll. He's ready to roll this season. And for that, you know, but again, Dalvin's going to get a suitor from somebody. But Miami comes up as, as the team. And again, with Miami, you can put Dalvin Cook with Tariq Hill, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I mean, it would be something for Miami. It would be a tough – Miami, it, it was something that would take Miami over the top and could very well get Miami the AFC East Championship take away from the Buffalo Bills. Now, I know the East is pretty tough this year. Buffalo, Miami, the Jets have improved by bringing in Aaron Rodgers. And the Patriots, the Patriots to me as of right now, could be a team that could finish dead last in that division. But again, it's a nice, it's a nice thought, but I don't know. I mean, again, my, Dalvin could go back to Florida. He's from Florida. He went to Florida State. Yes, I can see him go back to the state of Florida, but I don't know if deep down inside that Dalvin Cook is going to go into it. It's going to be different. That seems to be the that seems to be the the thought, the thought. Now another thought was the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos do need a running back. Um, we don't know if Javante Williams will be ready to go by by week one. But now there's reports coming out now that the Broncos are not interested in Dalvin Cook services that. There could be a underlying that Javante Williams could be ready to roll by week one, which will be great news for the Denver Broncos fans, certainly. Given it did sign P. Ryan, Sammy P. Ryan in the offseason from the Cincinnati Bengals. Right now, he's a starting running back, providing that Javante Williams is healthy enough to go by week one. So, to me, that could be the reason why Dalva could, could not be going to Denver because maybe Javante is it will be healthy enough to go by week one. But again, it would be an interesting fit. Now, if Javante was going to be out for, let's say, maybe by mid-season he wouldn't return, then I can see the Alvin Cook possibility going to Denver. But again, that is that out of the question. Another one that's come up is the Dallas Cowboys. Every time you see a free agent coming out there, well, Dallas would be it. Now, granted, they've got Tony Pollard. Now, word on the street is Pollard could be ready by week one. Again, it'd be a dangerous weapon to have Dalvin Cook and Tony Pollard as a one-two punch. But again, I don't see Jerry Jones at this particular moment in time spending that much money to bring Dalvin Cook in. Now, I would like Cook to go with Pollard, to go with Lamb and Brandon Cooks. Dallas could be an interesting team, and certainly in the NFC East. A lot of people feel that the Eagles may very well repeat as division champions, but I gotta be honest with you, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't totally shock me or totally surprise me in the in the least that, yeah, that, that to me, it still comes down to Philadelphia and Dallas. But I don't really see, I really don't see Dalvin Cook really going to Dallas. It would be an interesting fit, but I think they've got their heart set on Pollard being the number, number one running back. Again, Ronald Jones, my guess is probably going to be number two as of right now. And, of course, there are running backs on the market. You think about it, Dalvin Cook's out there. Leonard Fournette is on the market, and I'm surprised that Leonard Fournette, Zeke is on the market. Just a couple of names that are on the market to the point where I'm surprised old teams have not reached out to these guys and said, hey, you know, maybe we can sign you to like a one-year deal, you know, 
X amount of dollars. Um, you know, I'm surprised it has not come about, but again, again, like we said, the day and age for running backs where, where right now they become a dime and a dozen that you can go out and pull a uh, running back out of thin air, put him in your lineup, and in some reason he, he, yeah, he thrives in your system. But again, Dalvin Cook, it becomes very interesting. To be honest with you, the one team I thought he could have gone to with all this began was the Philadelphia Eagles. Before the sound of Sharp Penny, before DeAndre Swift went to the Eagles, I thought Cook would be the perfect fit for the Eagles. But again, that's not going to happen now. Some say, what about the New York Giants? What about Barkley? Now, I won't talk about Barkley in this episode, but we'll talk about him more in depth. There's rumors going around that Barkley could set out a full year. If that, yeah, if that was to be the case, can you make, could, could the Giants be interested in one Dalvin Cook? They can bring him in, maybe pay him, you know, certainly less money they will pay Barkley this year. Again, Cook would be a nice little fit. I've always put on the hype train for the Hawkins to go to the Giants because that would that would certainly help. That would certainly take the Giants' offense up another notch. The guy got like Hopkins, you've already got Waller. If you can get Barkley in the, in the OTAs and get him to sign a long-term deal or whatever the case might be, yeah, then yeah, then your offense looks a little bit better. You know, again, you, you start looking around. I'm trying my best to figure out where you can where you can wind up at. Not Green Bay. Um, one possibility is way that his own division rival, the Chicago Bears. Now, they had Foreman. They signed Foreman away from the Panthers. But again, I don't know if Foreman is the prototypical number one running back. It's going to go for a full 17 games. He's a big body. He's a bruiser. But again, you have to wonder if the combination of Foreman, uh, Foreman and Herbert is going to be the, the, the long-term answer to the Chicago Bears. Now, I'm not saying Dalvin Cook's the long-term answer. But again, Cook would be an interesting fit in that group. You could stay in the division. But again, just hearsay. Just hearsay, I fall on my part. One possibility is, what about the New Orleans Saints? Yes, I know they got Alvin Kamara. But you got to remember, we don't know if Kamara's going to serve a suspension. Could be a six-game suspension, eight-game suspension. If he serves like a long, a suspension that takes up half the season, do you consider bringing in a Dalvin Cook to go along with you know Jamal with uh, Jamel you know with Jamel Williams? Do you actually consider that possibility? Again, I leave that there for the Saints to think about that. If Kamara does serve suspension, what he done at the Pro Bowl a couple years ago? I again, you put you put it out there. One possibility is, what about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Now, they've got Rashard now. They, Rashard White is going to be the number one running back. But if, they did, yeah. but if they don't think White can take the pounding, why not go get Dalvin Cook? You put him with White. It's a nice little one-two punch. Again, you get Cook with Evans and Chris Godwin. You know, maybe takes the pressure off of one. Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. Again, Put it, you, again, I'll put it. I'll put it out there. Now again, another possible. What about the Arizona Cardinals? Yes, you got James Conner. But again, again, I don't know how the Cardinals feel because the Cardinals are kind of in this. They've already let DeAndre Hopkins go. I mean, they're you know again they're in this. You got new management, new regime in there. 
But again, as of right now, Connor's going to be the number one guy. But then again, I don't know how that demographic would fit Cook and Connor. If you brought Cook in, do you release Connor? So again, it's it's the it's the it's the way out there in left field thought. But again, again, I don't see Seattle. You don't see the 49ers as a poss as a possible possible either. Now, the Rams become an interesting fit. Now, Cam Akers did improve as the year went on this past season. Yeah, towards the end of the year, Cam looked Cam looked like the guy they thought they had drafted a couple of years ago. But again. Do you think about bringing in a Dalvin Cook and pair him with the Cam Akers? Now I know the Rams are they're in this cost-cutting move. They've they've already got rid of uh, you know Jalen Ramsey this off season. They're in cost-cutting moves. I don't know if Cook would come in and fit the Rams' bill, but to be honest with you, I think Cook would be would be a tremendous asset to the Rams' offense. But I don't see it happening. If you start looking, there's one possibility: the Jets name got brought up. Now Brees Hall, they're top running back in last year's draft. Uh, we don't know when he's going to be back. And again, that appears to be the the big question mark for the, uh, the running game for them, if how, how quick can Hall get back. And a lot of people are saying that if he has to be out for an extended period of time or going into the regular season, could Cook step in and step in? Yes, Cook could step in for the Saints. I mean, for the, excuse me, for the Jets. And I think it would be a nice little, a nice little, Fit for them, I think it'd be. I think it'd be great. But again, again, it all depends on the on the race hall move and can can the Jets afford to get Cook in? That'd be the big thing. Um, one weird possibility is somebody put out the new the, uh, the New England Patriots. The Patriots they released uh, James Robinson. They signed a few months back. They've already released him. But again, they've got a pretty good guy, Stevenson, who. Did an incredible job last year. He's pretty much the Patriots' number one running back, and he should be used as their number one running back. So I don't see that. The one possibility I always thought would have been the Buffalo Bills. Put him with his brother, James Cook. Now, to me, Dalvin's more talented than Damian Harris. He's more talented than Latavius Murray, and I believe he would fit the system perfectly. But again, if you brought Dalvin Cook in, you signed him, somebody's got to release. My guess is Murray would get released. Maybe you keep Damian Harris around. You put Cook with Harris as your one-two punch. You use James Cook as well. If you did that, then Buffalo could be on to something. But again, they would still be that, that number two receiver. That's the biggest thing for the Bills right now. They're high on the hog on, I should say, on Dalton Kincaid. They're tight end they drafted in this year's draft. They're high on him. They think he could be a tremendous asset to this football team. A lot of people figure he could be a definite tremendous asset near the red zone. But again, to me, Dalvin Cook would be, a, I think, a much better fit than Danny Harris or Latavius Murray with him. But again, I don't know if I sell Bill Bean going out and signing, and signing a guy like Dalvin Cook. Now again, here's a possibility that I'll stretch this one out there. What about the Baltimore Ravens? Yes, they got J.K. Dobbins. But to me, Dalvin's a better receiver out of the backfield than J.K. Maybe he would fit the system better. Again, I know J.K., we talked about him in the last, in our very last episode to the point where maybe, yeah, where maybe he might want to look for a new team. But again, it get it would get very interesting to see how that would how that demographic would go, how that would go. But again, 
I don't think Dalvin's going to the Ravens. Um, again, Dobbins is a pretty solid running back. If he stays healthy, that's been his problem the last couple of years. The one possibility, and I put this one even way out there in left field, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, Nixon's had some off-season off issues, and Nixon has not been the most consistent running back in the league. But now, can you imagine if you added a guy like Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook is quicker than Nixon. He's a better pass catcher out of the backfield than Nixon. Do you consider trading Nixon to somebody and bring in a guy like Dalvin Cook? Now, I know Cook is a few is a couple years older than Nixon. I get that. I think Cook is going to be 28 this year. I believe Nixon is 25. That would be the only – that's the only drawback in it would be maybe the age difference. But I do like Dalvin Cook to make the Bengals more explosive than Nixon. But, again – I don't think the Bengals would go out there and do that, but again, I'll put it as a poss as a possible as a possibility. Now I kind of bypass AFC South, the West. The one weird possibility I've always thought was about the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs are always looking to add weapons. And the running game for the Kansas City Chiefs has always been a sore spot the last few years. Now Isaac Pachenko, he did have 800 some rushing yards last year. So it appears that they go let him be the number one running back. But can you imagine if you added Dalvin Cook to that team? You put Cook, Cook would certainly be number one. Pachenko takes the number two spot, but that would add that would add more punch, you know, to the Kansas City offense. It would give him a running back, something that they had not had, you know, for a few yeah, for a few years now. Could that be could that be tricing? Now one weird possibility is what about the Raiders? Josh Jake, now Josh Jacobs, he's not coming to OTAs. He's looking for a contract. Now, do you now do you bring a guy like Dalvin Cook in? You sign him to maybe one, maybe get him a two, maybe get Dalvin a two-year deal, and do you consider trading a guy like Josh Jacobs? I put it out there, but again, I've seen stranger things happen in the league. But Josh Jacobs led the NFL in rushing last year, and Josh, I believe he's what, 25? I don't think, yeah, but again. I think Josh is certainly about three years younger, I believe, than Dalvin Cook. So, again, I don't know if you go in that direction. We've already talked about Denver, and I don't see the Chargers needing. They got Austin Eckler. But, again, Eckler's name has popped up in trade talks. But, again, Eckler is uh, going to hang on the Chargers at least for, for this season. But, again, names I'm throwing out there, but Dalvin Cook is certainly – I'm sure Dalvin – again, Dalvin's going to say he's going to take his time. I'm sure his agent is probably already fielding calls from teams right now that want Dalvin Cook services. Again, everybody's everybody's got Miami as the number one the number one possibility. Again, I don't I don't know I don't know in my personal opinion I don't see him in Miami. I know it's the biggest possibility of them all. But to be honest with you, I still think the best the best team for him would be the Buffalo Bills. Now, not because his brother is there, but to me, I think Dalvin is a better option than David Harris. I think he's a better option than Tavis Murray. And it gives the Buffalo Bills a yet another weapon that they can work with. And again, a guy like Dalvin Cook would certainly take the pressure off of Josh Allen. And Dalvin, if you say he's healthy for a full season, certainly could be a 1000 yard rusher still. He can also get you, you know, again, you can catch pass out of the backfield. And Josh Allen... I guarantee you we got one for 700 some yards last year. They had this year they had Dalvin Cook in the backfield. His numbers, his numbers will probably get cut, probably get cut to maybe about 
maybe 300 rushing yards, and he would be able to throw the football more. Now, for fantasy football owners, they probably don't want to hear that that possibility because Josh Allen gives you rushing yards and everything, passing yards, touch, throws touchdowns, runs for touchdowns, the whole nine yards. But again, we're not talking fantasy football. We're talking football in general. And to me, a guy like Dalvin Cook would be a perfect fit for for them. Would be a perfect fit for Buffalo. Now, to me, Latavius Murray, you have to release him. I'm assuming you keep a guy like Damian Harris around, take the pressure off of Dalvin Cook. But again, I still think that would be one of the better options for the young for the, for Dalvin Cook when we go to Buffalo. Yes, your brother is there. But it's hard to pass up a guy that can be a thousand yard rusher in this league. Now, Damian Harris, let's not forget a couple of years ago, yeah, he had a good year, ran for 15 touchdowns. But again, Damian's had a history of being injured prone the last couple of years himself. So again, yes, you had Dalvin does, he is kind of injured prone. And yes, Damian Harris has been injured prone the last couple of years. But again, a guy, Dalvin, is a guy that can constantly rush a thousand yards, and he's a guy that can def- definitely take the pressure off of Josh Allen. And Josh Allen does not have to use his legs for, what, for 700, 800, almost become a daggone thousand yard rusher as a daggone quarterback. Yeah. Again, I think that would be the perfect fit, but again, I'm not Buffalo, I'm not Bill Bean, I don't have, you know, I, again, it's just an opinion. It's an opinion that I will th- th- throw out there to, to everybody. But again, it is an interest. It's an interesting option, interesting fit. But again, you start looking around as where else do I think he can go? Again, I've already, you know, again, one possibility is, and I'll, and I'll be biased. I think the Bengals to me, Cook would be, would be just as good as a fit as Mixon. Maybe a better fit. The only problem is Cook's history of injuries. Cook is probably going to want a little bit of money, and again. You, get, you trade Mixon off to somebody, and somebody that's going to take Joe Mixon, even though it's off-field issues that he's had this past season, somebody would still take a gamble on him. Maybe, you know, somebody would, but I would love to have Cook in Cincinnati. But again, that's kind of wishful thinking. But again, to me, the best place for him would be the Buffalo Bills. Now, to me, I can see Kansas City being a possibility. Now, again, yes, Ozymchenko had a pretty good year last year, a little over 800 yards last year. But Cook would be a 1,000-yard rusher. He would take the pressure off of Patrick Mahomes. And you could actually rely a little bit on the running game if you had Dalvin Cook in. Your receiving core is not stellar. You don't have that number one receiver. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins goes to Kansas City. And I still say to this day that is the best fit for the Kansas City Chiefs is one DeAndre Hopkins. You put Hopkins with the Kelsey. Heck, you could bring in Dalvin Cook. Can you imagine? Kansas City would be would, would still be the team to beat in not only that division, but maybe the conference itself. Maybe an trip to the Super Bowl in Patrick Mahomes' future. If you did all that, but again, for Kansas City Chiefs fans, that's all wishful thinking. But again, I think Cook would be a nice fit for the Kansas City Chiefs. But again, wherever Dalvin Cook goes, Dalvin Cook is very well be. It's certainly going to be a thousand-yard rusher again if he stays healthy. And Cook is a, is a tremendous talent. But again, like we all said, running backs in this league have become a dime in a dozen. You can get yeah, you can get rid of this guy. You can draft somebody in the sixth round. And again, again, the Kansas City Chiefs they drafted Isaac Pacheco. What was he? A seventh-round draft pick. He got a little over 800 yards last year, and he seemed to fit the system. 
can't say system. So again, again, that's where people go off of, that you can always find that running back, whether it's late round, maybe you go out and um, sign a free agent, you know, a free agent, you bring him in, and all of a sudden, they may, you know, they fit your system, they get a thousand yards. So again, yes, Running backs have become a dime in a dozen, but again, it's hard. But it's hard for me to sit back and think that somebody's not going to jump on a guy that has been a thousand-yard rusher, is a Pro Bowl running back. But again, I'm sure Dalvin Cook is going to have some suitors. Where he goes, again, everybody thinks Miami is the top choice. But again, I don't think Miami should be the top choice. To me, I think I think a team like the Buffalo Bills would be the perfect fit for one Dalvin Cook. You know, Miami's gotten better this all season. They've added some, you know, players to that defense. And now Buffalo needs to make that, needs to make that splash. Again, people think that Hopkins would be nice for to go with Stephon Diggs. I don't think that's going to happen. But again, Cook can make just a good, you know, just a good splash as a guy like Hopkins. Not saying they still need no receiver. They do. But I do like, I do like Dalvin. I do like Dalvin Cook in Buffalo. To me, that would be the best spot. Maybe that or even Kansas City are the two best spots, I think, for Dalvin Cook. But again, who knows? Maybe maybe everybody will get their wish and he does wind up in Miami. Now, I actually read a Facebook article that actually sort of caught my attention, and this was about the Carolina Panthers. Um, it was Tommy Tommy Trouble, which is the tight, one of the tight ends for the Carolina Panthers now. He had mentioned he had thrown some, I guess, he says the situation right now with Frank Frank is so much different and so much better than it was under Matt Rule's, Matt Rule's, you know, Matt Rule's coaching. Now, Tommy's point of view was, Tommy's point of view was this, and of course, I know a lot of coaches, I know a lot of players, when you get rid of a coach that's had a losing record, losing atmosphere with the organization, Here's a head coach that comes in. He breathes a, a breath of fresh air. Things are so much different under this head coach that a lot, a lot of ex-players will get on here and they will bash, bash the coaches. Now, I read the article in depth about what Tommy was saying. Now, I can understand you, know, and I understand Tommy's point of view on this. Now, the Carolina Panthers, if you think about it, they didn't win. Matt Rule was there. They did not use their tight ends very seldom. I mean, their tight ends used for blocking, and obviously you had a guy like Christian McCaffrey there when he was on the field in his time when Matt Rule was there. I think he played, what, 10, 11 games when Matt Rule was he was there. But again, the tight ends in that, you know, tight ends were used more so for, you know, for blocking than anything else, not so much for receiving. Now, Tommy went into more, I think, details about the reason being is because like, the tight ends were not, you know, taught to run certain routes or, you know, you know, basically something like that. And in Matt Rule's offensive system, basically the bottom line is the Titans were not allowed to do nothing but block, and that was pretty much about it. And and the Titan knows they have to block, certainly, but they also want to catch passes in the backfield. A lot of Titans really want to be the, the next Travis Kelsey, you know, Mark Andrews, they want to also block, but they also want to be able to catch passes. They want to be the complete tight end. Now, 
Now, of course, Tommy goes into a situation, you go from Matt Rule, you go to Frank Reich. Now, Frank Reich will use his tight ends. You have to remember, Frank Reich learned under Doug Peterson. And what about Doug Peterson? Doug does use his tight ends. He had Zach Ertz. He had Dallas Goddard. Now, Frank, now Frank to me, Frank went to, to the Colts. Now, again, Frank Reich did not have the Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard to the world with him. He didn't have, I, I, he had a, I'm going to say a mediocre set of tight ends. There are some tight ends on their tight that have some. Of course, they have what, Mo Allen Cox. Of course, Mo Allen Cox was a basketball player for VCU. For the VCU Rams, of course, I didn't live that far. There was a point in time I didn't live that far from the campus for a Virginia Commonwealth University campus. But he was a basketball player. Now, they got a young man with Jim Woods, the University of Virginia, they drafted last year. He seems to have some upside. He has some upside. But again, the Colts did not, did not. And again, Frank did use his tight ends. And he certainly used his tight ends a lot more than the Panthers did. So, I mean, for Tom, for, 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 for Tommy's point of view, Tommy's point of view was that he feels that the Panthers will use their tight ends more this year under Frank Reich than they go under Matt Rule. And I think that's kind of what he boiled down to the bottom line for Tommy's argument. Now again, I'm not saying Matt Rule's time with the Panthers was stellar. I mean, Matt did not win no division championships or go to the playoffs or win a playoff game, so forth and so forth. No, Matt did not do that at all. But again, again, you got to look at it. the quarterback play for the Panthers was not exactly the greatest in the world either. I mean, they went through a lot of quarterbacks, so much so they had to bring, they had to bring, well, they had to bring Cam back in to see if Cam Newton can bring, can bring a spark back to the organization. So again, they didn't have the best quarterback play. Now, for right now, you go from all that to a young man that you would put the franchise on, on, on his back is Bryce Young. Now, Bryce, now again, like I said, it's a new system. Frank will probably have his tight ends one ball. Tommy will probably catch a few passes. But again, they've got other tight ends on the roster as well. So again, you don't, yeah, so you don't know how, much, how many passes Tommy's gonna catch, but he seems to like, like it. Now, they added Miles Sanders. Of course, Sanders was a 1,200-yard rusher last year. But can Miles recreate what he did in Philadelphia? My guess is I don't believe that he can because he had a pretty good offensive line in Philadelphia. The Panthers' offensive line is still, still kind of questionable. But again, it's it's interesting to see. It's interesting to see what Miles would do for the for the Panthers this year. But with Tommy, I understand the point of view is this. It's a different offensive system. Matt didn't, you know, Matt didn't use all he used tight for more blocking, more so than anything else. Not saying Titans didn't catch a few passes here and there, but that's pretty much, you know. But again, the thing with Tommy is he felt that the Matt Rule did not use his Titans enough or to, or to the point is he didn't, you know, he didn't coach him up enough. And that was the another thing I think that Tommy mentioned, the Titans were not coached up enough. That not only that, but the coaching staff that they had there, yeah, as well, did not coach up the tight ends enough. He says under Frank rules that your yeah that your tight ends are getting coached up. That are taught to they are taught to run the a certain route. And again, I think that's that's what Tommy also was getting at. It was not only that, but the previous coaching staff, the regime that was there, you know, did not you know not do none of this stuff. And again. He feels like a funny bright in his coaching, you know, point of view that they're getting coached up, that they're 
learning to run the pocket routes and learning what to do. Now again, got another bad rule, didn't have any success with the Panthers whatsoever. He might have had success in college, and now he's gone back to college to coach the University of Nebraska. But again, that to me is where Matt is more comfortable, is in college. And we all know that a lot of college coaches that go to the NFL do not really succeed. They're very, very rare. Yeah, Pete Carroll might be one of the exceptions to the rule, but even Pete struck out, yeah, struck out at once as an NFL coach, went back to college, then he came back to Seattle, and the rest is history. But again, Frank Likas had success. He was with the Colts. He had success with the Colts. He actually, he got a Colts to the playoffs. He had a winning record in his league. So, so yeah, so Frank has had success in his league, whereas, where, yeah, and he's been a pretty good coordinator, offensive coordinator as well in this league. So, again, Matt has, again, Frank has had some success. Matt Lewis has none. Matt's had success in college. But, again, you have, again, that comes down to we have to blame the ownership and, you know, the ownership for how, for how, you know, that rule. Now again, there's owners and general managers that see something in a you know a coach, a player that nobody else sees. And when they bring that person in and they fail in their experiment, then it's really a lot of it sometimes well it's a coach's fault. No. It goes down to the owner. If the owner's one that made the hire, then it kind of falls on him. Again, to me I think that falls on the ownership, not so much the coach itself. Now to me, I get it. Everybody wants. Everybody's always looking around for that next, that next, the next big thing as a coach. That's why, that's why, that's why owners they dip into the college. They figure, okay, well, this guy's hot. This guy's doing a pretty good job at his program. Got him in the NFL and get that same amount of success. And that's not always. That is not always the case. It's not. Again, I mean, we all remember what happened. What about the Urban Meyer situation? How did that work out for Jacksonville? They got rid of him. They bring Doug Peterson in. And if it wasn't for Brian Drabel's great coaching job at the Giants last year, Doug might have Doug Peterson might have been the head coach, might have been the coach of the year last year for, for the outstanding job he did with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But again, there's always that young, there's always a hot college coach that everybody wants to bring in and think he can succeed, bring that success to the NFL, and it doesn't really succeed. Now, you remember Chip Kelly many years ago. Chip was a, uh, came in, he had one solid year with the Philadelphia Eagles. He had the offense that nobody could figure out, but once they figured it out, and Chip went on back to college, went on back to UCLA, and Chip has had some success back at UCLA. But again, again, I understand Tommy's point of view. Frank Reich is, a is again, success in this league, he, you know, he will use his tight ends. Matt didn't use his tight ends. And maybe the guys were not coached up enough. And I think that's what Tommy was getting at. So I understand Tommy's point of view. And I get it and I understand it. But to me, for the Carolina Panthers fans, you have to go all the way, up, all the way upstairs to the ownership himself. And maybe he made the big mistake when he brought Matt Rule in. Now, again, he saw something Matt Rule that maybe none of us else saw in Matt. But again, it put, your, it put the franchise back a few years. Now with the AFC, excuse me, NFC South, let's be honest with you, at the end, I still think the Saints and the Buccaneers, if Baker can play up the capability, are still the top two teams to be in the division. But I think the Panthers and the Falcons are very well the teams to defeat in that division 
in the future. Now, let's jump. Let's jump to the AFC. Let's talk about the Denver Broncos. Now, there was an article that came out here recently. I think Garrett Bowles, the left tackle. Now, Garrett uh, suffered an injury last season. I missed. I think I missed like the last part of the season, last half of the season. Now, we all know the Denver Broncos had a tough year last year under Nathaniel Hackett, and Nathaniel did not last did not last a year. He was fired, and now. Now we got, you know, now you've got a Sean Payton here as the new head football coach. And again, Russell Wilson struggled last year. Denver offense itself struggled last year. Now Garrett Bowles, left tackle, feels that feels that the league has pretty much disrespected the Broncos. And he feels that there, there's a, you know, Payton's a new sheriff in town. He feels his offense will be better, will be better. And everybody's going to, you know, everybody's going to, Russell Wilson is going to bounce back. Now, now the reports I've heard from Russell Wilson is Russell looks like he's in pretty good shape. He's lost some weight, and he's looking good thus far. Again, certainly Russell Wilson could be no worse than he was last year. So him coming into camp is great. Now, again, Sean Payne's laid down the, the law a little bit. I think with some stuff Russell Wilson got got away with last year, he will not get he will not he will not you know be able to do that under you know Sean Payton. But now Bowles says you will, you will see a different a different Denver Bronco team. You will see a different offensive side of the ball. Now, I'll say this, I'll say this much. Garrett is right in one regard. The thing is, it could be no worse than it were last year, right? And a lot of people are right in Denver off. Now, here's the thing: you got Garrett has to understand. You're in a division where you you're in you're in a division where you got the reigning defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, and they ran the division the last what seven years? Yeah. Okay, you got the Chargers. You have a lot of talent on that team. Then again, Denver, as of right now, a lot of people probably say, well, it's going to be Chiefs, Chargers, probably Broncos, and Raiders in that order. A lot of experts will probably say that. But again, I'm not going to give you my opinion on that yet until later on down the road. But here we are. We're only in, what, mid-June, so I can't really give you an honest prediction of what I think is going to do this, this, and this this year. Now, again, the Broncos felt the offensive line wasn't the greatest in the world last year. So they've gone out, they've had a couple pieces, and Garrett Bowles is going to be back. So they figured the offensive line will be better. You still got Sutton, you still got Judy, you got the return of Tim Patrick, who tore his ACL in his OTAs last year. Yeah, so again, you drafted another, you drafted Nims out of Oklahoma that you think is going to add another weapon to the team. So again, and again, Greg Dulwich, the tight end, he played very well last year. And again, so much so that now he figured now that the uh, Sean Plain believes that he could be his Taysom Hill. So again, there are weapons on the offensive side of the ball, without a doubt. And Russell could be no worse than he was last year. And to me, Russell's a better quarterback than he would he played last year. Certainly without a doubt. I'm not going to argue that point. He is better. And again... He could only get better, right? You know, under Sean Payton, Sean Payton's gonna have a tighter ship. Sean Payton's gonna help is gonna hold people more accountable than maybe Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, and Sean Payton has been a successful head football coach in his league, and Sean does have a Super Bowl ring, you know, to his collection, and he did that. On, he did that in the city of New Orleans, in New Orleans for New Orleans faithfuls. You know, for many, many years, 
You know, this is one of the worst franchises in the league's history. Along came Sean Payton, he signed Drew Brees, and things, you know, things turned around. So Sean Payton certainly has, you know, Sean Payton's got his New Orleans, New Orleans faithful will always have a soft spot in the, in the heart for Sean Payton because he bought him a Super Bowl. No other coach in New Orleans Saints history can say that, but Sean Payton can. No other quarterback in the history of the franchise, but Drew Brees can say they bought him a Super Bowl. So the Saints, yeah, so again, they're always going to have a special heart, especially in those places in the hearts of the New Orleans faithful. But for Denver, yeah, I, I get Bowles' point of view that, yeah, the offense should be better, and, and he believes that they're going to be completely shocked of how, yeah, how much better they are are going to be this year. Well, for Garrett, yeah, they can't be no worse. Defensively, it wasn't, huge, wasn't an issue last year. Defensively, they played as well as they could. So much so that I think the defense, I think they leaned a little too much on the defense. So offensively, yes, the offense has got to be better this year. Now, you always heard rumors that Sutton might be traded, Jerry Judy might be traded, but, but again, Sean Payton said none of that's going to happen because there are two very good receivers. You've got a good quarterback. Now, the running game could be the biggest factor. Can Javante Williams hurry up and get back? Again, you hear various reports. Javante is, there's a possibility he could be ready by, you know, by week one. That would be great news. Of course, you always heard the rumors about the Dalvin, the Dalvin Cook signing. So, again, it is, it is interesting to see how all that goes down. But the Bulls, yeah, I get it. And, again, I know Denver is, is highly upset the Broncos faithful, the fan base, the new ownership. Yes, I'm sure they're all upset, ticked off, and a lot of people vote the new Broncos off. Now, to be honest with you, Denver last year, a lot of people thought that Denver could be the team to, when they got Russell Wilson, that they could be the team to beat actually in the AFC West. A lot of experts had them actually winning the AFC, AFC West and you know winning some playoff games and going maybe to the AFC Championship game at least. A lot of people thought that they could do that because of signing Russell Wilson. Well, none of that lived up to the expectations. And yes, a lot of people in Denver, a lot of people outside of Denver, are going to say you are going to you know are going to are going to dog Denver because of the year they had last year. And again, you're again. You look at the conference in general, Buffalo. Buffalo's not going anywhere. Now, Buffalo might have lost a couple pieces here and there, but Buffalo is still a team to beat. Miami, they've had pieces to their puzzle to the point they've added a new defensive coordinator. You've added a new, you've added Jalen Ramsey. A lot of people figure Miami's stock goes up that much more. And again, the Jets, everybody, everybody's got hope that, hey, Aaron Rodgers is here now. we got a quarterback to work with, okay? You can make an argument for those three teams. Again, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, new contract, a new offensive scheme. Let's see if that works out again. Cleveland, a lot of people think Cleveland's going to improve this year. Deshaun Watson, a full 17 games. A lot of people think Deshaun will improve. And hopefully if Deshaun gets back to, to, to the way, to the days he played with Houston Texans, Cleveland's going to be a damaged team. And yes, we can't discount the Bengals. I'm not going to discount the Bengals. Again, they've been the AFC champion the last two years. So they have not, you know, so they're not going anywhere. Now, the AFC South, the team that scares people the most may be Jacksonville. But again, you look at it, you got the Chiefs, the Chargers, they're teams that kind of are playoff contenders. Again, Denver doesn't have an easy, easy path. Is Denver a contender? Yes, Denver can be a contender in the AFC. 
I'm not denying that whatsoever. They can still be a contender. But you start looking up and down, you start looking up and down, yeah, you've only got so many few, few spots, you know, that you, yeah, that you can qualify the playoffs, right? And again, right now, a lot of people feel that Buffalo is, is going to come down to three-team division race in the AFC East, right? A lot of people feel the Ravens, the Bengals, and I wouldn't discount the Browns, really. The Steelers, I don't know the Steelers will be there yet, but I like the future appears to be, I think the future is, it's fairly well in Pittsburgh. I'm interested to see what they've got in store for this year. What Kenny Pickett will do in his second year, in his second year. Jacksonville, now Houston. It's interesting to see what Houston will do in the future. But again, the Colts and Titans, I don't know. You just don't know. So again, again, to be the Chiefs, maybe the Chargers, but the Broncos, yes, the Broncos are certainly in contention. I'm not denying that. But the bottom line is, if Bowles is right, they could be a lot. Our teams, I think, what it is, the Broncos are, are peeved for the simple fact is a lot of people are looking upon what they did last year. A lot of people are feeling that maybe Russell Wilson is washed up, he's finished, he's through, right? And that's what Gary is getting at. But again, again, I don't think Russell is washed up, he's finished, he's through. I don't think so. You kind of chalk it last year to a bad year. But again, with Sean Payton here, of course, that's Sean Payton's responsibility. He's to come in to right the ships to get Russell Wilson and that offense back on track. And under Sean Payton, yes, I believe they can get the system back on track. There's too much doggone talent there not to get it back on track. You got talented receivers. Javante Williams, if he's healthy, is a is a young young running back that has a good future in this league. Again, you've got a, you've got a young tight end. So yes. And the offensive line has improved. So yes, to me the, the offense the offense is going to be better. There's no mistake about that. And if you get anything out of the defense, if you get if you get, if you get what you got out of the defense last year, going into this year, if you get that, you get that production, then yes, Denver will be an improved team. And again, you always got to love a team that has a chip on their shoulder. Anybody, any team or any individual that has a chip on their shoulder, yeah, they're going to thrive to do better, that they're going to want to prove everybody wrong. And the Denver Broncos have a chip on their shoulder. And again, I think Denver will be certainly improved this year, but for the Denver faithful, let me let me just say this. Yes, you'll be better. How much better is going to be the question mark? And can you make the playoffs in a tough conference? Maybe if Denver was in the NFC, I'd give them a better chance. Absolutely. But you got to realize you're in a pretty tough conference. And the team that's in your division has been had, yeah, won a Super Bowl last year. Now, yes, can't say they lose a few pieces. I will say that. But again, I don't discount Patrick Mahomes. I don't discount Andy Reid whatsoever. But yes, deep down inside, yes, I really believe that Denver will be better this year. Absolutely. And Bowles, Russell Wilson, and the Broncos have a chip on their shoulder. Well, the bottom line is, if you want to prove everybody wrong, go out there and prove us wrong. Go out there, knock off the Chiefs yeah, for that division championship. Then go to the playoffs. Win a playoff game. Win two playoff games. Hack to the AFC championship game. If you can get to that point, then you consider it a successful season. But yeah, you should be better. You got shit on your show. Prove everybody wrong. Go out there 
and win, you know, win double, win 10, win 11 football games. Go do that. And then you have proved everybody wrong. Now, let's, I want to send my congratulations. I've actually heard here recently that the Buffalo Bills and I believe the, Jack, the Jacksonville Jaguars are two teams that will have new stadiums here within the next couple of years. Now, I know the Buffalo Bills have been this, I've been in the same facility for many, many years, and they're finally moving out. They're getting a brand new, a brand new stadium. So congratulations to the Buffalo Bills and getting a new stadium. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, they are up here. I believe we're getting a new stadium as as well. Now, of course, every you know all fans know it's like when you, when your team gets a brand new stadium, right? It's got to be state of the art. It's got to be better than none. I mean. Let's let's talk about some a few years ago, Jerry World. You know, Jerry Jones set the precedent when he got, you know, he got, you know, his stadium. And then again, SoFi, which is shared by the Chargers and the Brands, when they came in, of course, that stadium was second to none. So you have to wonder, you know, how the Buffalo Bills and how the Jacksonville Jaguars will measure up. Now, I'm interested to see how Buffalo do. Of course, Buffalo, you had that Snowy weather. Would Buffalo consider doing a dome stadium? Will they consider, or they consider still being, you know, yeah, or still keep, you know, still keep an open, you know, open stadium, let it snow. Again, keeping with the Buffalo Bills condition, you know, the city of Buffalo, which of course, the city of Buffalo has its share of snowfall for many, many years. I'm interested to see. For Jacksonville, I've heard rumors to the point where they were thinking about putting, like, installing swimming pools. If I'm not mistaken, I've heard that rumor going around. Now, can you imagine, can you imagine, you know, in a swimming pool watching a football game, a live football game? <laughs> and I'm sure that's interesting. It's interesting. Now, help me understand, wasn't it many, many years ago, the Sky Dome, I believe, in Toronto, if I'm not mistaken, and somebody can just correct me on this, the name used to, at one point in time, like, hotel, they would do, I guess, kind of like a hotel room somewhat, to the point where you could actually book a room in the Sky Dome for the night or something like that. I believe that was one point in time. And I believe that, I believe it was at one point in time where a couple was making out. And the windows were wide open. And this is during a baseball game, right? I, if I remember that correctly, I might be wrong on that, but somebody can actually correct me on that. You know, with these, with these, with these new stadiums coming about, I'm looking for something like that to happen. I'm looking for somebody to build a stadium to the point to the point now where you can have a hotel room and instead maybe do like a, a three-day, two-night stay. Now, can you imagine? Yeah. Granted, I don't know if you can do it during the regular football season, if you got a football team and you do it during the season. Can you, can you imagine? Can you imagine? If, yeah. Imagine telling your wife, turn around and tell your wife, honey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a walk down to the 50-yard line. I'll, 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 be back, I'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah. You're doing something like something like that. That would just blow the mind. Now, of course, unless your wife is a big sports fan like you are, different story, different ballgame. But I, I doubt it. But again, wouldn't that be just interesting? Wouldn't that be the ultimate fans thing, right? Can you see it? You can't sleep. I'm gonna go down and walk on the 50 yard. I'm gonna go down the 50 yard line. Well, that would be that would be just. That would be mind-blowing, but, you know, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be surprised if one of these days that ends up being the next case, next case, the next evolution of building a stadium. Swimming pool is interesting. The big billboard, you got big, you know, boards up now. 
But again, don't be surprised if that comes up next. But congratulations to Buffalo and Jacksonville. That is all I have time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you again soon.